My friends at Kevin's Worldwide is your full-service resource for branded merchandise. Kevin's is also one of America's largest distributors of promotional products and uniforms. You can reach them at kevinsww.com for the top brands of apparel and promotional products. And I mean, you can really reach them. Talk to a real person. Wow. So relax. From design to receipt of your order, you can be confident your imprinted product will represent you well. Contact them today at kevinsww.com. That's kevinsww.com. Thank them for supporting the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Entrepreneurs, small business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show. This is where we inform, educate, inspire, and entertain our audience of entrepreneurs, small business owners, and professionals who seek excellence. I'm your host, Marty Wolf, and along with my executive producer, Mr. D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides in this learning journey. And speaking of learning, you can listen to our past shows on our website, which is MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. That's MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. I'm excited to continue a series that we have been doing and discussing Dana A. Oliver's book, and his book is titled Mantra Design, Innovate, Buy, or Die, Discover the Secrets for Profitable and Lasting Innovation. So the author, Dana A. Oliver, joins us again. Hi, Dana. How are you today? I'm doing great, Marty, you know, in D.C. as well, and it's a pleasure again to be part of the Business Builders Show. Real yeah, honor. Yeah, you know what? Um, this is the first time we're doing this, and a whole series like this. And again, I kind of jokingly said it the second, uh, the last show, but I'm saying it in all seriousness that this is the first time really I think something is worthy of a series uh, like we're doing. So in case someone was absolutely foolish enough uh, to to have missed the prior shows, give us an overview of your book so we can kind of prep folks for where we're going to go next. Give us an overview and maybe sum up the first three mantras that we discussed, okay? That's great. Thanks for that, Marty. And, and it's a true honor, you know, to be part of this series that you're doing. So thank you for that. I mean, this is my second book, uh, Mantra Design, as you said. And it's all about identifying your customers' unmet needs and then transferring them into patent-protected, premium-priced uh, market share. So anyways, we talked earlier about uh, the first three mantras. The first one was innovate, buy, or die. And, and in essence, what that means is it, you get your greatest return on your investment with organic research and development. I mean, hands down, because you can determine what the ASP is uh, as well as what the cost of goods on that is. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly an alternative strategy is to acquire, but the reality is when you acquire, you typically pay a 35% premium on businesses, mm-hmm. as well as 50% of those businesses don't yield any shareholder value, mm-hmm. as well as you mm-hmm. inherit their headaches. Mm-hmm. So trust me, it's it, you know acquisitions <clears throat> are a tricky thing. I believe in tuck-ins, but I, I, you focus on organic. You know, as we moved on, we talked about learn your customer's world. How else, how better 
you know, if you're going to have um, a great product brand, boy, then you have to get close to your customers on a peer level. That way you understand their articulated needs, but it also allows you to dive deep into their unarticulated needs. And that's where unmet need uh, lies and hides. Mm. Uh, I think moving on, we talked about innovation begins with an eye, and that's the importance of a simulated environment. I mean, focus groups are great. Talking to your customers are fantastic having their cell phone, but the reality is that doesn't help you with unmet need. And until you see them in a simulated or real environment and you begin to understand the things they're not telling you. So they tell you things, what I call the articulated needs, but the unarticulated, when you see pain points or redundancies or things that don't make sense, those are opportunities. Opportunities. And an opportunity is what allows you to differentiate your product from you as well as your competitors. Excellent. Excellent summary. Um, yeah, and I'm excited. I, I am because this really, truly, you know, once in a while we've heard this show described as an MBA class, uh, you know, every mm-hmm. week. And, and I've always felt that we've delivered um, similar well, kind of matching up with that, maybe not at the level that we're playing at right now, but I truly believe this is so valuable for business owners. So so once again, uh, let's get into um, mantra number four. You just set us up beautifully, and the title, or this chapter is called, I should say, It Takes a Long Time to Get Simple. So let me just uh, go a little deeper on that on that heading. It Takes a Long Time to Get Simple. Yeah, thank you for that, Marty. I mean, certainly, if you think about, example, Rome was not built in a day, or no different than a fine wine takes time to mature, it doesn't happen overnight. And and seamless and user-friendly product integration is the same. And here's the reality. It's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback to see what people did right versus what they did wrong. However... When you're starting with a brand new design, preferably a white sheet of paper, engineers, what they do is they solve one problem after another. Now, what happens is, let's say you solve 10 problems. You do that sequentially. And it's only until you reach the end that you go, my gosh, you know what? We could have integrated solution number one, three, and five, as well as maybe integrated nine and 10. But until you don't know the end. So you have to solve all those challenges as well as you need to determine, you know, those important features versus nice to have. And only after your challenges have been solved and your true needs have been identified, can you then find that ultimate balance? And that's the best cost of goods, the greatest, you know, reliability and quality uh, and ease of use. But that doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, iteration after iteration. Yeah, and, and, and be a little clearer on the whole idea of uh, nice to have uh, versus, yeah. how do you phrase it? Nice to have versus, uh, I forget what it's called, must-haves? Must-haves. Must must-haves. Yeah. What's the difference there? It, Explain that a little more. It's a huge difference. And I think, you know, I, one of the things I used to t- I tell my team or used to tell my team on a regular basis was let's focus and identify that 20% of features that will delight 80% of your customers. Uh, now yeah. think about that for a minute. And, and everyone who has a computer, and many of us do, you know, with your computer, right, they, they have more applications and more functions than the average person uses. But the average user focuses on a handful of commands that they use every single day. Yep. And, yep. and that's what I mean by the must-haves. So even though you might have all these nice-to-haves, the question is, who's your audience? Who's your target customer? Yeah. So for me, if you're number one in your share and you're leading uh, in your um, 
in, in your business sliver, right. well, then target. You want to go after that that 80% lion's share. Right. So target those 50% of must-haves. Yeah. And, and what that allows your team to do, too, is you focus on what's truly important. Yeah, let's, let's talk about uh, the product to market as quickly as possible and as inexpensively as possible. And, and yeah. you talk about uh, uh, it's become a popular business strategy. Um, that is a pretty much called lean startup, and and you describe yeah. it in a different way, but it's you know you, you put something out there, you test it, uh, yeah. you get some response, you improve, you repeat, <laughs> test, response, <laughs> improve, repeat. Is right. that is that a good way to describe you know the whole idea of uh, you know being uh, you know well that model? I mean, is that what you're talking about? Well, I think if you think about big mature companies, for instance, in medical devices, if you look at Medtronic or Johnson and Johnson, they emphasize a lot about you know no out of box failures, which which is great for a big mature institution. However, if you're maybe a smaller startup in particular, an entrepreneur, what's more important is you need to establish those brands. And how you do that is then they're not going to be best in place now, so you need to get them to market. Mm -hmm. You need to begin sharing them with your customers no matter how much testing you do, it's ultimately not going to be perfect or right, and that's okay. But as a strategy, if you can launch a product, get to market, and, and identify a sliver, then thereafter, if you're iterating quickly, your customers perceive you as being very customer-focused because you yeah. have your product out there. You're talking with your customers. You're taking input. They think you're listening to them, and you are. You quickly integrate their input back into the, that next uh, product iteration, and that allows your salespeople to get back out in front of your customers. Yeah. Now, conversely, as you're competing against these behemoth institutions, well, you know what? Customers often feel like they're ignored because it just takes a day and forever right. to get products launched and out the door. So this is a really strong and powerful, effective strategy to iterate quickly. It doesn't need to be perfect. Yeah. And, and if you're a big company, you want to do it quickly, but it's just harder. I mean, it's just, as you say, it's behemoth, and it's, and it's hard to move that big, that big ship as opposed to a, uh, you know, an entrepreneur. You can simply move fast. You can do uh, faster what you're describing. Now, also in this, in this chapter, you, you talk about the uh, three key product development strategies. And the first one you talk about is don't obsess on hitting a bullseye. So go a little deeper on that. Yeah, thanks for that, Marty. I'll tell you, uh, if if you're seeking perfection, then you're never going to get a product launched. And and again, it goes back to who you want to be. And as a key, as a startup, right? You need to start generating revenues. And the reality is, is that perfection comes over time. It doesn't come with one iteration. Yeah. If you, irrespective if it's a product or an athlete, you know you practice, you iterate, you keep on going. What's funny is core competence within a company. Is, is the result of many, many failures. Mm -hmm. So, you know, part of Don't Obsess is get out to market because even if you do 30 or 60 sample sets or laboratories with your customers, that's still not, you know, your customer base might be 10,000, 100,000, or even a million customers. Do you really think you're going to get the feedback? The answer is no. Right. So yeah. you keep on iterating, going back, and showing your customers you care and you listen and you be fast about it. You know, and again, it keeps your sales force jazzed, your team jazzed, Revenue's coming in, which is cash flow. Cash flow is king. Cash flow is king. <laughs> yes, there you go. One of my favorite sayings, cash flow is king. You ain't got cash. You ain't got nothing. You're not going anywhere. So number two is collect yeah. product feedback. And, and I like the way you put get feedback from everywhere. And I'm going to 
put into my words, not just your friends and collaborators. Find out yeah. people who may challenge you or should challenge you, right? Yeah, I think that's great. I think if you want a product that's going to be accepted uh, by the many users, I, I have an expression which is collect product feedback from friends, foes, and average Joes. Yeah. And what I mean by that is every company has what I call key opinion leaders that they go to, they focus on. The problem with focusing too narrowly on your key opinion leaders is that they can leave you down a very treacherous path, especially when I talk about key opinion leaders. These are the guys or the girls that are the best in, 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 uh, in their craft. The problem is whenever you're dealing with the best, well, oftentimes they have skills above the average, mm -hmm. but the average – are, are really are the lion's share. You know, if you're going to be the best of the best, you're talking about maybe a 5 to 15% sliver on your total population. But where, where the bulk of your sales are going to lie is in the middle. It's going to be that 60 to 80% mm -hmm. of your customer base. Mm -hmm. Boy, and if you're focusing on your KOLs, then you're missing, you mm -hmm. know, that lion's share of customers, yeah. as well as the fact that if you look at, you try to get some of your competitors and uh, customers in there, because then at the end of the day, if you want to turn accounts, boy, you need to be talking to them. You need to be, you know, aspiring to, to, to hopefully satisfy their unmet needs. There's a reason they're not using your product. Boy, you have to talk to them. Wow. Wow, that was just a sales meeting. I just wrote down notes on that um, for my next sales meeting, one of my big clients. Um, okay, <laughs> point number three of the three product development strategies. Uh, I'll, I'll ask the question, I guess. Is there, can you, can you test too much? Is there, can, yeah. you, can you go overboard with this whole idea of testing? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, here's, you know what's funny is statistically, you know, most of the engineers out there will appreciate this is that, you know, if you can represent 30 samples when you do your testing, that statistically has relevant behind it. So it's very common in, in many businesses to test 30 to 60 samples, which is great. Now, let me let me go here. And this is the more you test, ultimately, you're going to find failures. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the bigger your population gets. Well, you know what? You're going to ultimately find more things, and that's all well and great. So, however, this is key. What I try to do is you can't – everyone has an opinion. Everyone has an it's a, you know, It's an expression of mine. And so you can't please all your customers. But you need to go after who is your target audience. So for me, when I find my target audience, and you know who that is, I aspire for 12 to 20 VOCs with a, with a product freeze. Yeah. And, and, and that yields 75 to 90 percent of the desired information. And if I and tell you what, if I set up 12 to 20 accounts and, and I'm showing my product to those accounts and they're all telling me, Dana, when can I have it? That's music to my ears and I know I have something and it's worth getting that to market. It might not please everybody. Yeah. And that's OK. Yeah. You've gone through several variations of the 80-20 rule. And, um, you know, so that's what, it's, that's, what you're, that's what you're talking about. But what you're talking about still takes tremendous discipline, yeah. whether you're a small company or a big company, to have the discipline to think this way and to not overanalyze and, 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 and to, you know, go overboard, if you will. I'm speaking with Dana A. Oliver. His book is Mantra, Design, Innovate, Buy or Die. Discover the secrets for profitable and lasting innovation. Dana, let's remind our listeners where they can learn more about you. Oh, thank you for that, Marty. I mean, the best way to contact me or to find more about me is through my website, www.mantra, M-A-N-T. 
MontraLeadership.com, leadership.com one word mantra leadership has interviews you know like uh, we've been doing Marty as well as uh, past interviews with others and uh, yeah. get a free read of my book and you get a flavor of who I am excellent we're going to move on mantra number five which the title of this chapter is fall forward fast with a balanced approach fall forward fast with a balanced yeah. approach um, Dana I think you'll agree with me that technology is a marvelous thing. Uh, computational analysis and evaluations. Um, how do we send somebody to the moon, right? I mean, how, how did that happen without having all the com- computer power? Talk to me about that. How did that happen? How did we do it? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I wrote, you know, pretty much a whole chapter. If you think about, you know, when Kennedy challenged the American public to get to the moon, this was really what I call pre-computers. They existed, but boy, they were largely analog. And you think about what it takes to get a payload. I mean, you're talking about a million pounds of thrust per second just to lift off some of these aircraft. And then you think about, you know, if you're, you know, if you're consuming a million pounds, that means your payload is varying a million pounds uh, every second until you create, you break away from um, the Earth's orbit. Yeah. I mean, then you can start moving at 17,000 miles per hour. I mean, the the engineering to be done is just crazy. And these, you know, men and women, when they were doing this, they were doing this with a, a, a paper, you know, a mediocre calculator and largely a slide rule. Amazing. You know, they didn't have computers. And computers, to me, you know, if you look at all the engineering sciences, if you look at material science and plastics science, boy, all those things, they've been well engineered, well documented. There's textbooks and formulas and, you know, there's not a lot of that has, has been created uh, in the last 50 years. Boy, but if you look at computers, they've changed the game, and they're the greatest tool other than a person's brain for entre- you know, entrepreneurs and innovators. Sure. But with that being the case, they send yeah. a man to the moon without all this computational power. So there's got to be more to getting things done, to getting new products out the door. What else is involved in that in terms of, I guess, thinking about, you know, failing fast and falling forward? What do you mean by a balanced approach? I guess that's my question. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank, and let me clarify that. That's important. That's the essence around this mantra. Because I think a lot of people, you know, like the mantra, hey, fall forward fast. And, and that's true and good. What I try to do is add a, a level of science. And this is what's key, is if you're going to design something and you want to, you know, live in lean product development, lean, lean research and development, you want to do enough engineering. You don't want to do what I call analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. You can model things to death. And it's easy. Engineers are taught to engineer. Well, I find that what you want to do is you want to do enough analytical engineering to understand the boundary conditions, the factor of safety of maybe when something's going to bend or when it's going to break or what that heat transfer is or what that lubricity condition is. So you want to understand because when you and if you couple that with building prototypes quick and dirty, I'm telling you, if you simulate, if you build a prototype so that it's based on, you know, um, designed for your customers in a simulated environment and they use that, you're going to garner as much information as you could in a very narrow uh, 
point of time compared to trying to engineer the death out of these things. Mm. So that's the difference is, you know, build rapid, dirty prototypes quickly, put it in the hands of your customers and test it. But understand, this is key, if you don't understand the boundary conditions, enough engineering analysis, then you could potentially uh, um, uh, overlook a great discovery. And Mm. what I mean by that is, let's take, for instance, let's say you have two antimicrobial materials and you're doing, you know, and, and you do benchtop zone of ambition testing, and maybe you get a zone of one or two inches. Well, okay, so they're antimicrobial. But let's say you've happened to discover a new formulation that all of a sudden that zone grows to six or eight. If you didn't establish those boundary conditions, you may overlook You've you've maybe come across a discovery, and that same thing true is for whether it's a material or material science or, you know, um, you know, a a strength or there's a variety of things. So you need to do enough to keep fall forwarding fast, but you know what? Don't do enough engineering so that if something happens, you know that either uh, there's something awry or maybe there's a discovery in the making. Okay. So we just wrapped up mantra number five of Dana Oliver's book. I'm going to give you the title again. If you have not always already purchased it, get on whatever site. Go on to uh, uh, Dana's site. Again, give me your site, uh, your address. Sure. It's uh, www.mantraleadership.com. And the book is Mantra Design, Innovate, Buy, or Die, Discover the Secrets for Profitable and Lasting Innovation. So we just got through interview number three. We have six more coming. We're going to go through detail because I think it is important for our audience of business people to hear what Dana Oliver is talking about. So, Dana, uh, thank you so much for joining us on this episode, and uh, we look forward to more coming. All right? great marty thank you thank you dc as well it's um like i said it's a it's an honor and pleasure to be part of this extended series of the business builder show so you have been listening to the business builder show i am your host marty wolf so on behalf of my executive alongside of my executive producer mr dc taylor we thank you so much for listening and by the way i want to give a special shout out to my special sponsor kevin's worldwide you can find them at kevin's ww.com Thanks so much for listening and have a great week. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. My friends at Kevin's Worldwide is your full service resource for branded merchandise. Kevin's is also one of America's largest distributors of promotional products and uniforms. You can reach them at kevinsww.com for the top brands of apparel and promotional products. And I mean, you can really reach them. Talk to a real person. Wow. So relax. From design to receipt of your order, you can be confident your imprinted product will represent you well. Contact them today at kevinsww.com. That's kevinsww.com. Thank them for supporting the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf.